one of the statements we have up on the wall uh, of various walls around the Anthem property in McKeerton Avenue, Durban North, is we give up things we love for things we love even more. Uh, a couple of years back, uh, I was chatting to Craig Clark, who leads a church, Urban Life, in uh, Joburg and Pretoria. And he's one of the apostolic voices into the house of Anthem, into our community. And he's really been influential in shaping Jackson me uh, as a mentor, as a father a figure, and yet as a partner in the gospel. Uh, we've received so much ministry from him. And I remember asking him a question uh, once upon a time, or, or he was asking about the property and saying, hey, when are you going to change it? I said, hey, Craig, it just costs so much to do that physically in Rands. And he said, hey, Rich, it's not about what it costs, but it's about what it's worth. What is it worth to you to do this? And uh, that statement has become a mantra for me. I know it's become a mantra for many of us on the staff here and, uh, and even a mantra for us as a church, which has resulted in that statement. We give up things we love for things we love even more. And uh, we don't write it up. We don't believe it because it's a statement written on the wall. It's a statement written on the wall because we believe it. Every day we are making decisions that show what we love even more. Every decision we make has a payoff. We're giving up something in order to choose something else. Let's take this lockdown, for example. Uh, we've been forced, or, uh, or, or not forced because some people have carried on doing it through it, but uh, many of us have given up meeting with other people physically because we value our physical health even more. And as the weeks have gone on, uh, maybe some of that has shifted. Uh, maybe we now value our mental health and our emotional health more than our physical health. But there is always a decision that says that we're trading one thing for another. And so we give up things we love for things we love even more. And uh, just through this time, uh, I think it's just become so evident again that we continue uh, as humanity just to have opinions on everything. Uh, we feel like we can dictate to people what they should be feeling or thinking. And, uh, and even as pressure comes on us, so we become more inward focused. We become more selfish. I know I've been going on about this uh, for the last couple of weeks as we've been looking at this Building Life series but um, I, I really do believe that, again, this is a resetting time, a realigning time. And I know you may get tired of hearing those words, but I don't think God is tired of resetting and realigning us. I think that he is still in the business of doing that. And although we can see the end of lockdown coming, although regulations are easing, although restaurants are about to open up uh, and all of these good things which add to our lives... Uh, there is still these last days of the lockdown where God is still realigning, resetting, rejigging, renewing our minds as Romans chapter 12 would teach us. And uh, I want to I make sure that till the very last moment, I'm allowing that realignment and that resetting to take place. And that is my encouragement to you. And so uh, as the pressure comes on and we become more inward focused, uh, we, we've got to ask ourselves the question, is this the right response? We, we know naturally and humanly uh, we can only deal with so much. There's only so much emotional uh, aptitude that I have. And as the weeks have gone on, my emotional grace, if I can use that language, has decreased. Uh, and yet God's mercy is on you every day. And so today what we're going to be looking at is the fourth part of our Building Life series. Uh, what we have looked at is uh, three weeks ago, we looked at what it means to live an aligned life. Two weeks ago, we looked at what it means to live a prophetic life. 
Last week we looked at what it means to live a peaceful life. And uh, that seemed to get a, quite a lot of traction. A lot of people really found that one statement around our peace being connected to our purpose. That actually peace is missional. Uh, that that seemed to really strike a chord with us. Which I'm so, ch- uh, so pleased about, so chuffed about. Um, and today what we're going to be talking about is living a humble life. And so uh, we're going to go to Micah chapter 6 verse 8. It is a well-known passage, but I'm going to put a little bit of context around it and then work out humility as we walk with our God. And so will you turn with me to Micah chapter 6 verse 8. He has told you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. I love this, to do justice, to love kindness And to walk humbly with your God. What has happened just before this response from God uh, in the preceding verses is man has asked God, how shall I come before the Lord and bow before the Most High God? And uh, he says, shall I come with burnt offerings and a calf of a year old? As though man can come up with their own solutions on how to come before God. And uh, God kind of gives a little bit of a rebuke. He, He kind of says, hey, listen, guys, worship, true worship is not a matter of invention. It is a matter of revelation. I have told you what I require of you. This is not about your preferences on what you think you can bring to me. I have told you that you are to do justice. You are to love kindness or love mercy, some translations say, and to walk humbly with our God. And so I think it can be quite arrogant, uh, I suppose, to kind of even question what true worship looks like, how to come before God. There are so many opinions on, well, we need to be doing that and we need to be doing that and we should be doing it this way and we should be doing that. And all that is, is just our own personal preferences as though our personal preferences create the way that we worship. God has taught us how to worship and different communities will work out different ways of giving that expression and anthem have a way of giving that expression. But at the very root of it, we love justice. We do justice. That's why we have Project Exodus and Anthem Recovery. It's why we have Domino Foundation. But more than the organizations which organize our collective work, we we love it in our hearts. It's why we adopt children. It's why we carry on with the things of, of fighting injustices, even within ourselves. We pick up a cause to fight with. We love kindness. We look for opportunities to, to help people up. Those that are suffering, we, we, look for people, we, we look for ways in which we can help. For those that are hurting, we look for ways that we can gather around and bind up the brokenhearted and the hurting. This is to love mercy and to love kindness. And then to walk humbly with our God. And we're going to spend some time looking at that today. And uh, as we go into it, I'm going to land it in some practical points but I think there's four, four elements that we should just take hold of to settle our minds, to renew our minds maybe, before we get to the practical points. But uh, God responds and he says, this is not, you, you don't invent the way to come before me. I, I've told you how to do it. And uh, he says to walk humbly with your God. And so four elements that I just want to mention uh, as a bit of a setup. The first thing he says is this, that We must walk humbly before your God. And so the emphasis on God. We have to recognize as human beings that there is God. And we have to acknowledge His presence, acknowledge Creator, acknowledge His power. Uh, So many of us, I think we, we kind of have an inkling that there is a God out there or a super force or a superior force. But we don't necessarily live in the place that we are created 
And so the first thing to walk humbly with our God, we have to acknowledge that there is God, that there is this being. Uh, I'm reminded of the Lord's Prayer where, uh, where, where Jesus teaches us. And we went through this a couple of weeks ago, or a couple of months ago now, uh, where he says, Our Father who art in heaven. And we remember that as we studied that word, who art in heaven, uh, we, we realize that that actually means not distant, not far off. It's as close as the air on our skin, that God is present all around. And so the first thing to walk humbly with our God is we have to acknowledge that there is God who is present all around us. David says in Psalm 8 verse 4, as he has a time of reflection, he says, what is man? that you are mindful of him. And so David, in this moment of, uh, of reflection and revelation, comes to the position and the posture of recognizing, I am just a created being and there is a greater creator. The second thing we see is walk humbly with your God. And so if we can just emphasize the your. And so once we acknowledge that there is God and his presence is near, we have to take, a, take ownership of this God, and not ownership in that we are uh, rulers over him, but rather that we, we have to say, God, we give ourselves to you, that even if the whole world were to deny you, I have come to the place of knowing you to be true. And as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We know the scriptures teach us in Romans that if no one were to worship him, even the rocks would cry out. And so I want to encourage you that to walk humbly before your God involves not only knowing that there is God and that he is present, but that he is your God. He is my God, that even if no one else were to worship him, I am going to continue to do that. That's what we have to walk with. You see, so often I, I hear as a pastor uh, when I ask the question, do you know Jesus? And, they, and people would say, I was born a Christian. And I, and I want to say, I, I get the notion of that. And you may have been born to Christ-following parents, but you weren't born a Christian. You were born sinful in need of the Christ, in need of a Savior. And uh, so no one is born into Christianity. You may be born into uh, a Christ-following house which has Christ-following ways uh, within the, the way the family structure works or within the community. But there is always that decision that you need to take hold of this God who is present who is as close as the air up against our skin. Uh, you need to take hold of him as your savior. And then the third thing we see is this. Uh, we are to walk humbly with our God. Walk humbly with our God. This would indicate movement. It's motion. It's not static. Uh, too often people want to say, well, I've been with God. I've, I've spent my hour at church this Sunday. You're engaging the service. I've, I've, I've been with God. Or maybe a prayer time uh, on a Wednesday evening when we pray. Or uh, maybe throughout the week in a life group, I've, I've been with God. But no, God would say, actually what worship looks like besides doing justice and loving mercy is to walk with me. It's walk, it's movement, it's action. And I love the fact that he says walk and not run. Because uh, I don't know about you, but it was comrades the other day and I had an entry into it, a little sneaky entry. Uh, and so I ended up doing a half marathon uh, two Sundays ago for, for comrades. And uh, I want to tell you, I could not have done the full comrades. I could not carry on running uh, all day. But I can walk all day. And I love that God says that, that I, I'm going at a pace that you are able to come along with me. I, I'm not asking you to do something that you cannot do. I'm asking you to do something that you can do. 
But it is a disposition of movement. It is walking. It is not static. And the statement that comes to mind to make this make sense or help us understand this is, I don't understand in order to believe, but I believe in order to understand. Too many people say, well, I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm not going to do this until I understand it. God is not like that. The disciples had to walk with him and they understood on the journey with him. They had to be present with Jesus as Jesus walked. And that's the invitation and it's the way that we worship God is to walk humbly with our God. And then fourthly, it is to walk humbly with our God. There, if we're not walking, that the, the adverb, which is humbly, it makes no sense if there's no verb, which is to walk. And so it's to walk humbly. We, we know how we are to walk. This position or disposition of humility. And that's what I just want to spend a little bit of time working out for us now. You see, we got to live towards God in all that we do. That is a position of humility. A position of humility is one where, where we're able to learn. We're able to, to ask the questions. And I'm going to get to that in a little bit. But Craig Rochelle passes this comment, and I absolutely love it, or makes this statement. It does not matter how much you do, but rather how much what you do matters. And you see, friends, so many of us are running around doing so much. We're productive. We get to the end of the day and we've accomplished so many things. But we've got to ask ourselves the question, did those things matter in light of eternity? Did those things matter in light of eternity? I, I've come to the position of saying I would rather have one hour with a person and change their eternal destiny by introducing them to Jesus and for the other seven hours of my workday accomplish nothing else than to have accomplished eight hours of much activity, but little eternal fruit. And so this is what walking humbly with our God. God dictates our direction. He dictates our movement. We walk with Jesus. He's the one that sets where we're going. You see, he who feels, Charles Spurgeon says this, he who feels that he must walk with great softness and tenderness before his God cannot trample on others as if they were only fit to be the dust of his feet. You see, true humility creates in us an agreeableness and a gentleness and a tenderness and a Christ likeness, which men may mock for a while, but eventually they flock toward because it is such a rare quality. And so I want to just spend a few minutes at how does this practically work out? What does walking humbly with our God look like for us? And so I've got two things for us just as individuals and then one for us corporately at this time. And so first one is this, that walking humbly with our God would, would, would means that we would have a posture of learning. You see, so often what we do is we come before God and we ask questions of what's on our mind, on, on what we think should be answered. Even Micah 6, uh, just before verse 8, where God responds, God says, well, how should I come before you? Oh God, should I come with a calf? Should I come with a lamb? Should I come with a thousand burnt offerings? Should I come with... And uh, God has to rebuke them and say, you're actually, you're, you're way off base. Uh, I love the fact that Jesus so often turned questions into questions. Because actually a disposition of learning is, yes, asking questions, but also more, I want to take it a step further, is asking the Spirit of God, what questions should we be asking? And so at this time of resetting and realignment, have you taken the time to ask God, not just ask Him questions that are on your spirit or heart, but to say, Spirit of God, what questions should I be asking? What, what are you doing at this time? What are you, what are you asking me to take hold of? And, uh, and so a posture of learning is what we should be doing. 
And then the second thing I would say for us personally is this, that it's a disposition toward movement. So it's a posture of learning, but a disposition of movement. We should be on our toes, ready to go. Jesus was always uh, on the move. And yes, he had quiet moments, but he was always on the go. This is how he lived his life. This was his mission. He was able to be a man of peace because he was a man with purpose and a mission. But he had the disposition of movement. And so for us to walk humbly with our God, it is a, to walk as a disposition of movement. We've got to be ready to go, not on the back foot saying, well, I'm, this is, I'm comfortable here, or I'm, I'm, I'm happy to stay here, or this is good for me. I've, I've walked and now I'm going to stop. No, Jesus is continually on the move. He's continuing his father's business, which is to redeem humanity and to redeem this earth. And we get invited into that story and God says, actually, that's what true worship is, that we would walk humbly. We would be on a disposition of movement. When Jesus says, hey, let's go, we're able to get up and go. An image which comes to mind is, um, I don't know if you've ever watched any, uh, any movie that would have firemen involved. Uh, they're all kind of like sitting around in uh, whatever their, their canteen and suddenly the siren goes and they, they have a disposition toward movement. And never in a movie do you see them sitting back and going, ah, okay, let me just finish my coffee and uh, then I'll get up and go. No, as soon as that siren goes, there's a disposition, disposition of I'm, I'm getting up and going. And uh, this is what walking humbly with our God is. Jesus says, hey, I'm going over here now. We're ready. I'm in that position. I woke up this morning. Your mercy's on you. I've taken hold of you, God. You're as close as the air up against my skin. I've made you my own. As for me and my household, we're going to worship the Lord. I'm in a disposition to move. And I'm going to do it in humility, knowing that you're the one, Jesus, that sets the direction. And so even that, the disposition of movement has to be that we don't own the movement. We don't own the direction. It is Jesus as our master and our Lord who leads the direction in which we should go. And then just lastly, what does that mean for us as Anthem? Right at this point in time, many of you know that uh, the regulations have allowed for worship services, uh, church services to open up under certain regulations. And there are some churches, even in our city and maybe some of your friends, that are going back to church services and you may be sitting going, well, why aren't we as Anthem? I want to let you know what we believe walking humbly with our God means at this point in time because we don't want to be selfish. We don't want to just do things that serve ourselves. And uh, at this point in time, we are feeding a great many people. A great many people are dependent upon the Domino Foundation and the feeding that's taking place through it. And so if I could just paint a scenario, a possible consequence of us meeting could be this, that an infection could take place. Somebody could come onto this property unknowingly, because no one would do that knowingly, we get that. But as we find out later, we would have to shut this property down. And not only would we have to shut this property down for a period, because we could probably survive the period that it needs to be shut down, but certain people would have to self-isolate. And that self-isolation for 14 days would mean that activity through the Domino Foundation, through feeding, would have to uh, probably come to a standstill a standstill uh, for 14 days, which means for 14 days people would not be receiving food. And so what walking humbly with our God looks like for Anthem at this point in time is that we are preferring others. We're giving up things that we love. We're giving up worshiping together. I am so longing for it as I know you are. I can't wait to not preach to a screen. I can't wait to be in person enjoying a coffee with you before and after the service to sing We can't wait. I love that. Absolutely love that. But the thing that I love even more is to do justice, to do justly, to love mercy. And there are people 
that need, what we have set ourselves up over the years to be able to fulfill at this point in time. And so that in no way is a slight on other churches. It's just saying this is the grace over us as Anthem right now that we can step into that gap of feeding for so many. And we don't want to run the risk of having to shut our property down or probably even worse, put people into self-isolation. And so that's what this season looks like to walk humbly with our God. We don't think it's going to be a long season. So I'm asking you by the Spirit of God to wake up each morning and say, God, can I appropriate your mercy and your grace for today to give up the things that we love? I long to hang out at the church. I long to get together as the church. I long to do those things. But I love even more doing what is right and doing justice and loving mercy. And so... Our friends, as we build our lives, we want to build it in alignment with God and His vision. We want to build it as a prophetic statement to show people that there is a Christ, there is a Savior and a coming Lord. That, uh, that we can live peaceful lives as we connect it with purpose and we connect it with faith. But also we can live humble lives as we live in this disposition of learning from Jesus our Master while He is busy on His mission with a, with a disposition of walking with Him as He sets the direction. And so thanks for being part of the Building Life series. I trust that it's been helpful and encouraging to you and bless you as we go. If you have never made a decision to follow Jesus... I want to encourage you to make that decision now. And if you are watching on our anthemchurch.tv platform, there's going to be a, a little icon that comes up now that says, I've made a decision to follow Jesus. Would you, would you click that button so that we can know that you've made that decision? And then would you email us at info at anthem.org.za, info at anthem.org.za, and let us know so we can help you take your next step. We're a community who love to help people together get into their future, into their better future, because we believe that tomorrow is better than today today uh, because of the redemptive hope of God. But make that decision. I'm going to pray for you in a second. And uh, for, for those of us that just want to say, yes, God, I want to walk humbly. Maybe I have sat down for too long. And God, you need to put a disposition of movement in me. I want to take hold of that. Maybe you have lost your, uh, your posture of learning. Maybe you feel like you have too many answers. Uh, or maybe you come to realize that you've always got an answer for everything. Uh, maybe that's what you want to take hold of today and I'm going to pray for you too. So let's pray together. For those that have accepted Christ for the first time, Jesus, I want to thank you for salvation. I want to thank you for your blood that was shed in order for the forgiveness of my sins. And today I choose to walk with you. I choose to acknowledge that there is a God and that I am a created being. But more than that, I choose for you to be my God. And so I humbly submit myself to you now and I receive the gift of salvation. I wasn't born a Christian, but I choose to become a Christian, a Christ follower in this moment. And so Spirit of God, would you seal my salvation and would you help me walk forward with Jesus? And just as I pray for the rest of us as Anthem, God, I want to thank you that we can walk humbly. You've taught us what it is. We don't have to uh, invent what worshiping you or following you looks like. We want to do justice. We want to love mercy. And we want to walk humbly. And so on these two points, God, where we have lost our posture of learning, Spirit of God, I pray that you would awaken that in us again, that we would not be know-it-alls, that we would be those that would keep coming before Jesus keep asking questions, keep allowing you to ask questions of us. We want to be students 
before a great master and a great teacher. And if we have lost our disposition of movement, if we have become uh, back-footed, if we've become static, uh, Spirit of God, again, I pray that you would put a spring in our steps again for us to be able to have that disposition that when Jesus says, I'm going to this town, I'm moving here, this is what I'm redeeming, we're like, we are with you, Jesus, as we walk humbly with our God. Would you do that for us? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you are watching live, stick around. Uh, we're going to just have our host team just connecting for a little bit. It's so beautiful to connect. It's the best way we can do it at this point in time. If you've been watching on demand or on Facebook, on our, our social media streams, may I encourage you next week to come to anthemchurch.tv. Uh, it's where the community gathers and, and be part of one of our live services at 10 in the morning or 5.30 p.m. in the evening uh, as the community gathers. But uh, I love you guys. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Let's keep finding the grace of God. And uh, we will see you in the course of the week.